Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome back. Three minutes past six in our nation's capital. I'm Adele Willingham here with you on 106.7 The Fan. We're also streaming live nationally on the Odyssey app. Here with you for about 30-plus minutes left in the show. We'll take you right up to 640. Nats on deck with Charlie Slows and Dave Jagler there at Seti Field. And they'll get you set for the first pitch and the game call of Nats and Mets. To go into more detail about Nats Mets. I'll bring in a baseball enthusiast. He is the co-host of Russell and Medhurst weekdays 3 to 7 over on the Team 980. Also does plenty of work for the Washington Nationals radio network. Joining me right now on our BetQL guest hotline, Bet Smarter. It beat the books. Download the BetQL app is Pete Medhurst. What's going on, Pete? Thanks for giving me some time on the holiday. Always good to do it. Linnell, how are you, buddy? I'm good, man. Well, I'll give you a little radio insider. You know, as as a host, man, when you got to sneeze and cough, it's always just the worst thing in the world. I've been just having complete <laughs> sneeze attacks during each one of these breaks. Luckily, it hasn't happened in the segment, but I'm happy to have you on. Everybody right. is right now with the pollen <laughs> and stuff outside, so uh, you're not alone in that uh, in that regard. I can tell you from observing a lot of other people over the last few days. Yeah, speaking of observing, you've been observing the Washington Nationals quite closely. You called the game. Uh, the other night, they're getting ready to take on the Mets here tonight. What is the big difference, you think, right now between these two teams? Obviously, the Mets, as hot as anybody in the NL right now. Well, I mean, you know, when DeGrom and then Scherzer both went down, everybody figured, okay, the Mets are going to start to take some steps back. But, Linnell, they just have it right now. Uh, Whatever they need to win a game, whether – you know, they, they can be five or six runs behind like they were against the Phillies the other night, and they come storming back. And, uh, you know, they're playing with an incredible enthusiasm. Buck Walter is as good a regular season manager as we've ever seen in the history of Major League Baseball virtually. He's got them believing in what, uh, you know, coming to the ballpark means every day right now. And those guys are playing hard for each other. So, uh, without DeGrom, without Scherzer, they've kept on winning. They lead the division by eight and a half, but the quality is they just find whatever they need seemingly every night to make it happen right now. And, 
you know, when you can, when you can have some luck, which certainly has to go your way as well, um, that helps your team, and uh, that's why they're thirty-two and seventeen right now. Yeah, speaking of luck, Washington uh, hasn't had much luck on the injury front when it comes to this pitching staff. If you can give us the latest on Steven Strasburg, obviously he had a masterful start uh, in Fredericksburg yesterday. How close is he to potentially returning to the lineup? And just how big of an impact do you expect him to have when he returns? Well, he accompanied the team to New York on the train yesterday, and that's because they want his bullpen to be observed by Jim Hickey and obviously Davey Martinez, Mike Rizzo, everybody involved with the club. So I would imagine if that bullpen goes well, you're probably going to get at least one more rehab start. Now, the great thing is Fredericksburg is right down the road from D.C. There's not too much involved. Um, Meanwhile, this bullpen probably goes a couple of days from now, maybe, you know, Wednesday in New York. Uh, and if it goes well, the team goes to Cincinnati from there. Perhaps, you know, Strasburg could ratchet it up a little bit, go up to Rochester from New York to have a triple-A start, uh, could go to Harrisburg uh, to have a double-A start, just to go up against a little bit different competition. Um, you know, let's face it, you do what he did yesterday, whether it's A-ball, double-A, triple-A, they're all good signs, but I think at the same time they want to see him against maybe – some better competition, see if he can repeat the same pitch count, five, six innings, maybe up the pitch count into the 70s a little bit, just to strengthen that arm a little bit more. And if let's, let's face it, any Steven Strasburg that you get this year um, is a boost to your ball club. And, you know, I mean, look, at one point they had magic at 19 and 31. If somehow they can win tonight, they'd be 19 and 31. And we can obviously get some rabbit's feet, some horseshoes, and hope that that same luck that found them just a couple of seasons ago uh, could find them again this year. But catching up in this division right now uh, with the team, the way the Mets are playing, is going to be a very difficult task, whether you get Steven Strasburg back in the rotation or not. Yeah, definitely going to be a tall task to uh, try and catch the New York Mets. Joining me right now on the BetQL guest hotline, Bet Smarter and Beat the Books, is Pete Methurst, co-host of Russell and Methurst. Weekdays 3 to 7 over on the Team 980. Also does plenty of work with the Nats Radio Network. You mentioned the positivity on the Steven Strasburg front. Uh, one of his teammates in that uh, pitching staff, Joe Ross, uh, had a setback on uh, his last rehab start. What's the latest on him, and do you expect to, quite frankly, see him this season? Yeah, that's a difficult question right now, Linnell. Um, Friday... Uh, the word came down that he was probably going to have another examination, see where he is. Just can't get rid of He chose not to have any surgical procedure in the offseason. And at that point, you're hoping that the rest and rehab can help you. He was able to throw three innings the other night. They were very effective innings for the most part. But the soreness that comes after that is the unfortunate part of it, which means, you know, sure, he gave you three innings. But if he's going to be that sore after every uh, outing, then there's probably damage being done again uh, in that arm. And, you know, there is, you know, the possibility out there that he might have to have a second Tommy John surgery. You hate it for Joe. He's a fantastic guy and, you know, is a great competitor. He's, he wants the baseball. He wants to contribute. He wants to be a part of this rotation right now. Unfortunately, the baseball gods just aren't cooperating with his health uh, at this point. And, you know, right now, 
you're, you're simply playing a, playing a waiting game. You're hoping he doesn't have to have another surgical procedure. But, again, I mean, you're talking about, you know, probably a, a lengthy period of time regardless uh, before you get him back uh, here with the ball club. And, and that really hurts because you got some guys in rotation right now that are learning uh, by fire in the case of Yoan Adon. And, you know, Adon, for whatever reason, they don't score. He's like the only pitcher they don't score for right yeah, now. It's, it's, it's weird. This offense is actually scoring some runs. and But for whatever reason, when Adon pitches, they don't score very much. And uh, the other night, he pitched pretty well over six innings. And uh, just no luck, no run support. Uh, they would eventually lose that game in Colorado uh, 3-2. But, you know, at least despite not having success record-wise, you know, the young man continues to get better at times here each and every start. We see the reasons why they like him as a future piece of this rotation. Uh, but right now, he just needs to get uh, some more run support uh, out there while he's pitching. So he's not literally throwing every pitch like it's a high leverage situation. Yeah, you mentioned the bats for the Nats uh, having some success. One bat that hasn't had the success that you know, many have, have expected is Juan Soto. Uh, batting two thirty six on the year, he homered yesterday. What have you seen mechanically in his swing? Obviously, there were some comments from Davey Martinez about some things that he thinks Juan can do. Are you worried about this stretch uh, that Juan is in, or do you just think he's waiting for the Derby to turn up again? You know, I mean, I'll be honest with you. I, I think Juan is is maybe for the first time in his career trying too hard up there. You know, I think the one adjustment that he has to make umpires all throughout baseball. This has not just been a one umpire here, one umpire there type thing. There is no question that umpires are calling the entire strike zone this year. I mean, you're getting balls above the box, balls below the box. I mean, the strike zones, for the most part, are gigantic this season. Pitches that he used to be able to take with no problem, he can't take anymore. And I think that's the next adjustment that he has to make as a hitter is realizing that strike zone has expanded now. He's got a lot more plate he has to cover up there, and his eye for the strike zone has been his greatest strength the last couple of years. Ironically, he still leads the league in walks at this point, but I like what happened. I like the way he swung the bat yesterday, like the approach, and that's, that's what you expect from Juan. Drills the pitch off of Freeland, and more importantly, it gave the Nats the lead right back in a situation where Josiah Gray had given up a home run to Charlie Blackman at the start of the game. And when you get runs back for your starting pitcher that quickly, especially a younger guy like that, you know, Josiah was able to settle down a little bit, pitched around a couple of awkward moments for him, where walked a couple of people to start the fourth inning, got a, a double play uh, to get out of that inning. So, you know, I'm, I'm not worried long-term about Juan Soto. It's easy to pick at the numbers right now that he's putting up, no question about it. I mean, we're, we're seeing Juan's, uh, you know, batting average, on-base percentage, uh, slugging percentage, all well below uh, the numbers that they've been in the past. But he's also spoiled us with the way he's hit the ball. I think eventually he comes around um, and, and plays and hits the ball more consistently. But right now, as Davey said, he needs to umpire less at the plate and just go up there and swing the bat at strikes because the umpires are calling a much bigger strike zone this year, and that's the adjustment that all the hitters uh, have to make right now. 
I'll stay on the umpires here for a second. You mentioned the, the change in the way that they're calling things. Do you, is it a problem around the league and is hitting down? And Do you expect maybe them to continue to try to toy with this robotic umpiring system that we've seen? You know, I mean, look, I don't know if we're ever going to get robot umps at the big league level, but all they ever ask for from the human umpires is consistency. Right. And I'll say this. I'll say this, outside of guys like Laz Diaz, Angel Hernandez, and even Angel lately has been in the 90th percentile in terms of uh, balls and strike calls at the plate. But you got, you got guys like Laz Diaz that are in the low to mid-80s, and you can't have that. It's guys like that that need to be filtered out. You know, Junior Valentine yesterday, great young umpire, looks like he's 15 years old up there. Uh, fairly consistent for the most part. Um, you know, we've, we've Charlie Ramos, another good young umpire. Uh, Eric Backus, young guy from the University of Maryland uh, as well. You know, we've got some younger umpires that are calling games more consistently as vacation fill-ins. And at some point, maybe they need to be full-time umpires because they're at least giving us consistent ball and strike calls uh, up at the plate. I don't know if if at the big league level, robotic umpires ever works, um, to be honest with you, you know, we can toy with it at the, you know, lower levels and all that other stuff. But to me, I think we simply need to find human beings that call the game better, give them the full-time jobs and cycle out the people. And this is where umpires unions, referee unions for whatever sport doesn't matter. You get long veteran umpires, and it's hard to tell them you have to go. You know, Joe West, batters will tell you, Joe West was still, right to the final day of his career, one of the best ball and strike umpires. He was just a surly dude to deal with. And physically, you know, it was pretty obvious that Joe couldn't move the same way that he had to, so he finally retired this past season. But we simply need to cycle out the people that aren't umpiring very well and, and have people that are umpiring very well have the full-time positions. And now that we really have the technology to analytically, you know, observe the umpires and see what they're doing, it's pretty easy to see the guys that are doing it well and the guys that aren't. And that is, that's where Major League Baseball needs to insist that, hey, our, our product deserves better than some of the umpires that don't do it as consistently anymore. And it's time for those guys to, to cycle out. I mean, if you, I mean, it's the same way in any business. If you don't produce in your business, if a player doesn't produce, the team cycle him out. <laughs> yep. You know, if an umpire doesn't produce, eh, that's all right. You're, we'll see you in Cincinnati for the next year. <laughs> right. No, and no, no really, that's, that's, not, that's not right. And, and that's all, I think that's all that the players and baseball teams want is is consistency and we have guys that strive and work very hard for that i mean look i i umpire softball and i i am behind the plate girls throwing 43 feet throwing mid 60s which is the equivalent to a big leaguer throwing in the 90s right. it's hard as hell yeah. to call we're every human. pitch accurately we're human yeah you're not going to do it you're not going to call every pitch perfect but if you can get in the 90th percentile or higher every night, I think everybody has, you know, everybody would, would accept that 
It's, it's the guys that consistently are in the low to mid-80s right now that consistently are in the low to mid-80s. Look, everybody can have one bad game. That's fine. But you have some guys that every night you go to umpire auditor and we look at the numbers and, and we Great have guys that are in the low to mid-80s calling, calling balls that are in the strike zone balls and calling balls that are out of the strike zone strikes and – Yet they they get another assignment. That, hey, we'll see yeah. you. In, you know, you'll, you got the Dodgers and the Reds next week. See you. See you next week. So that's all. That, I mean, that's that's all the baseball players and and teams want is consistency. And the ironic thing is, Linnell, we get it from roughly eighty five to ninety percent of the umpire base. It's the ten percent that consist that consistently are inconsistent at it that ruin it for everybody else. Yeah, it's a team, and they're uh, those ten to fifteen percent uh, reflecting poorly on the rest of the group and causing some major frustration. Just check out uh, Kyle Schwarber, <laughs> uh, but yeah. uh, we reset yeah. things there. Pete Methurst joining us on the BetQL guest hotline. Bet smarter, beat the books. Pete is the co-host of Russell and Methurst over on the Team Nine Eighty. You can check them out weekdays three to seven over on Nine Eighty. Also does a bunch of work with the Nats Radio Network. You mentioned. Josiah Gray there before we got into the to the strike zone conversation. He got beat up in his last couple of starts. He was good yesterday. He's was a big part of this trade and that massive haul uh, during the fire sale that the Nats had last year. What do you like about his long term projection? And are you worried about, you know, those rough couple of starts he had before yesterday? If he would have had another one yesterday, I would say I'd be a little nervous. But how do you how do you come back from adversity? Right. You know, he had the very tough first inning against Houston here at Nats Park, recovered, and then it was able to pitch through six innings uh, after that, which helped save your bullpen uh, a little bit. It's it's how you come back from adversity, and I and I really liked what he did yesterday. Again, wasn't wasn't perfect. Um, walked you know, four guys in uh, six innings or five innings rather. But, you know, again, if he only gives up one run, he's going to at least keep you in the game. The biggest thing for him, and in fact, the entire rotation and Eric Fetty, who's been great in the month of May, who's pitching tonight is the same way is we got to get the pitch count down. Uh, We can't be in, we can't have 90 pitches through five innings. You need your starters to get into the sixth and into the seventh inning on a more consistent basis right now because the mileage on the bullpen is really getting long. Like, I don't think you're going to see Finnegan available uh, tonight. Uh, Rainey probably can go again. He was brilliant yesterday, 18 pitches, 16 strikes, maybe his best relief appearance as a Washington National, getting the save in a high-leverage situation in the eighth inning, two on, one out, strikes out uh, two guys including Charlie Blackman at the one of the toughest hitters uh, in the Rockies lineup uh, with a chance to tie the game. So the, the bullpen options, I would imagine Carl Edwards Jr. is down tonight because he's pitched on back-to-back days. So the question ultimately becomes, if Fetty can get into the sixth or into the seventh inning tonight, he shortens the game for Davey in the back end of the bullpen because outside of Corbin's game in Colorado, Davey's got to go to the bullpen for a – probably close to three innings almost every night so far during the much. course of this season. Not sustainable, yeah. And even though the, the, pitcher, the pitching rosters are longer because they don't have the DH anymore and everybody's carrying uh, more pitchers, it's still 
you still got a lot of guys that have gotten a lot of work. Victor Arano has gotten a lot of work uh, out of that bullpen. So if somehow Fetty can get into the sixth or seventh, Davey probably bridges it with Arano to Rainey, eighth or ninth uh, tonight. And, you know, I mean, the question ultimately becomes is, you know, are they in the game still at that point uh, against this Mets team right now that just continues uh, to pound the baseball uh, very well? They're, they're hitting 300 over their last 10 games. Um, they've just been, you know, they've just been phenomenal. Uh, and as good as the Nats have been at hitting the ball, the Mets have actually been uh, a little bit better. So the question is, uh, can, you know, can the Nats offense get them enough run support uh, behind Eric Fetty uh, coming up tonight? And uh, like I said, the Nats have been hitting the ball uh, very well, but the Mets, they've been better. So yeah. uh, we'll see how this one goes coming up here tonight. Like you mentioned, Eric Fetty on the bump tonight for Washington. It's a 7-10 pitch from City Field. We'll take you up to Charlie Slows and Dave Jagler at 640. That was Pete Methurst. Pete, I appreciate you, my friend, and I will we'll talk to you soon. I will talk to you tomorrow at 3, my friend. <laughs> yes, we will. Radio Insider. That was uh, Pete Methurst joining us on the BetQL guest hotline, giving us the latest on the Washington Nationals. I was definitely uh, encouraged you know, by the news he gave us on Steven Strasburg. Obviously, times are uh, hard right now for the Nats, 18-31. and 31. They get ready to start a three-game series with the division leaders in the NL East, the New York Mets. We mentioned I'll take you right up to that with Charlie Slows and Dave Jagler at 640. Coming up next, I promise you I get to it. Like I said, crazy postseason in the NBA. The Boston Celtics crowned your Eastern Conference champs Last night, when we get back on the other side of this break, I'll tell you which player in the postseason has impressed me the most and has turned themselves into one of the top five players in our game. Ride with me. I'm Linnell Willingham here with you on 106.7 The Fan. We're also streaming live nationally on the Odyssey app. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 
I'm Craig Heist. Here's what's happening. As you heard Linnell talking about, the Nationals and Mets coming up from City Field. 7-10 first pitch. Eric Fetty on the hill. 6-40 Nats on deck with Charlie and Dave. Right now, Giants and Phillies tied at two top of the ninth inning. Astros lead the A's 5-1 in the eighth. The Rockies have taken the lead over the Marlins at Coors 3-1 in the seventh. Finals, game one of a doubleheader. Brewers beat the Cubs 7-6. Tigers knocked off the Twins 7-5. Cardinals over the Padres 6-3. Maryland won the National Lacrosse title today with a 9-7 win over Cornell. And don't forget, tonight in the NHL, it's Game 7 between the Rangers and the Hurricanes in Carolina. The winner goes on to take on the Lightning in the Eastern Conference Finals. From the Crop Medcap 5-Star Sports Desk, I'm Craig Heist on The Fan. I'm Linnell Willingham. This is The Fan. Here with you for the next six or seven minutes. Taking you up to Nats baseball. Eric Fetty on the bump for D.C. There in New York paying a visit to the NL East leading New York Mets. But I promised I'd touch on these NBA playoffs before I got out of here. And last night in one of the better Game 7s in recent memory, we got... uh, we got a treat last night for the Miami Heat and the Boston Celtics. The Celtics pulling it out. Jimmy Butler unable to knock down the would-be game-winning three-pointer. That's how the Boston Celtics are going to continue their mighty run to the NBA Finals. And it has just been it has been impressive, I mean, to say the least. Obviously, impressive and understatement. What we've seen from the Boston Celtics in this postseason – We've really seen Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown really grow up right before our eyes. I mean, it started off in round one. They slayed Kevin Durant and the Brooklyn Nets. Just absolutely had the Nets looking shell-shocked. Um, and I mentioned I, I, I'd give some major praise here in this segment, and, and I'm going to do it. From the performance that the St. Louis native, this young man, Jason Tatum, the way he has performed in these 2022 NBA playoffs has been eye-opening. Eye-opening, you know, is, is the word I'll use. Because coming into this season, the Boston Celtics weren't really looked at as a team who we thought could make it this far. Maybe if everything fell their way, they'd get to the Eastern Conference Finals. Going in, Milwaukee was the front runner. Brooklyn, just based on the star power they have with Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving, they were looked at as one of the front runners. And then the Miami Heat, the team that the Boston Celtics just knocked off in Game 7. They were the number one seed in the Eastern Conference throughout the regular season. I just want to give kudos to Emmy Udoka and that group for getting over the hump, man, and getting these guys to buy in. They were 25 and 25 at one point in this season. And 
for them to end up where they ended up, the run on, the run that the Boston Celtics went on post-January 1 and really post-All-Star break, it was special. And, and it was spearheaded by Jason Tatum. And it wasn't just Jason Tatum, what he was doing on the offensive end of the floor. He really emerged, specifically in this 2022 postseason, as one of the best, if not the best, two-way player in basketball. I mean, it, it, it was special to watch what this young man did. And it started in that Brooklyn series. He was the primary defender most of the time on Kevin Durant. And his ability to get physical and take that task and challenge of guarding the other team's best player and still giving you production and having staples signature games like he did in game three, 39 points, six steals, five assists, five rebounds all while guarding Kevin Durant and making him look human. A guy who was regarded as a top three player in this league, arguably some some will call him the best player in the league. Jason Tatum took that challenge and said, no, I got Kevin Durant. Made him look human, sweeping the Brooklyn Nets. Then they go to round two. Yes, they're facing a shorthanded Milwaukee Bucks team. Everybody obviously knows the impact that, Chris Middleton has on the defending champs. Everybody knows. Jason Tatum once again stepping up multiple signature moments. Game six against Milwaukee, in Milwaukee, in a game that they had to have, 46 points, nine rebounds, four assists, seven of 15 from beyond the arc, 17 of 32 from the field. Just stepping up in the big boy moments. Being a PT peer, as the great Dick Vitale would say. Just a primetime player. And you saw it again in that series. Him doing it on the defensive end. It's been special what we've seen from Jason Tatum in this postseason. And then you saw it again last night. It wasn't perfect, but he did the dirty work. Ten rebounds. Six assists. Getting guys involved. 26 points. Yes, he shot 9 of 21 from the field. The ball wasn't always going in the net for him. You never saw him stop attacking. The supreme confidence that we have seen Jason Tatum play with in this postseason, put some respect on my man's name. There is no question that this young man has elevated himself into that conversation of being that guy in this league. And it's represented, it's a good representation of what's happening right now in our league. There's a changing of the guard in the NBA. There are new stars in this league, and they're all under the age of 27. Talking about guys like Giannis Antetokounmpo, Luka Doncic, Jason Tatum, Devin Booker. These guys are here, and they're for real, man. So shout out to Jason Tatum. And the Boston Celtics, they're going to advance to the NBA Finals where they'll take on the point guard, the Splash Bros, Hall of Famer on the defensive end, and Draymond Green. So it'll be an interesting Finals. I like the Warriors. I just think, ah, well, am I even going to go on the record and say that? I'll give you my Finals preview this Saturday coming up. I'm on I'm on with you on these airwaves again. 
1 to 3.35 this Saturday coming up. I appreciate you guys tuning in with me. That's going to do it here for me. It's been a blast here. I want to thank everyone who was called in. I want to thank Pete Medhurst for joining me, talking Mets and Nationals, giving us the latest on Steven Strasburg. I want to thank you guys calling in on the Washington Commander Stadium front. Get the team back in D.C. Get them back. Like I said, that's going to do it here for me on The Fan. I'm Linnell Willingham with you. It has been a blast. Once again, thanks to everybody who was tuned in. I'm going to take you to Charlie Slows, hand it off to Charlie Slows and Dave Jagler. We'll have Nats on deck. That's it for me. The following is a presentation of Odyssey, powered by the Beat the Streak podcast with new tips daily to help you win a $5.6 million prize. Listen on the Odyssey app and wherever you find your podcasts. Baseball is back in Washington, D.C. Here's the pitch and the flashbulbs go off. It's in there, a cold strike one. And that first pitch will be headed to Cooperstown and the Hall of Fame as baseball is back in Washington. Swing a fly ball deep right field, giving chase the right fielder Gonzalez toward the corner, looking up at the wall, and it's gone! Ryan Zimmerman is now the all-time home run hitter at Washington, D.C. baseball history. Feet all around Nationals Park. The 2 1 pitch. Line to left center field. Sousa moving over. Can he get there? He makes it. He makes it. He holds on. It's a no hitter. It's a no hitter for George Zippo. Three balls, two strikes. The pitch. Target Chirinos the pitch. Swing a line drive, sliced down the right field line toward the corner. Springer back, looking up, and this one is gone. It hits the foul pole, and the Nationals lead as Howie Kendrick has provided his signature moment in the World Series. The kick in, here it comes. Swing and a miss! Swing and a miss! Swing and a miss! And a World Series Game 7 winning Curly W is in the books. The celebration is on. Nats on Deck, brought to you by Chiniga Myos, relentlessly ready, MIOScareers.com. Here are Charlie Slows and Dave Jagler. Getting ready for baseball less than 30 minutes away here at City Field in New York. The first visit of the year to the Big Apple and game one of a three-game series between the Washington Nationals and the New York Mets. Hello again, everybody, and welcome to Nationals on Deck, presented by Chiniga Myos, Charlie Slows, Dave Jagler with you. Third series of the year already between these two clubs, but the first two, of course, were in Washington, and the Mets won five out of the seven games played so far. But the Nationals come in, playing some of their best baseball of the year. They've won four of their last five and capped off their homestand yesterday against the Colorado Rockies. We take our look back. Brought to you by Connection, the trusted technology advisor to many federal customers. Let them help you today at Connection.com. With Josiah Gray on the mound giving up a home run of the second pitch of the game, the Rockies leadoff batter, Charlie Blackman. The Nationals were behind early, but Gray settled in after that. A couple of strikeouts pitching out of the top of the first inning. Bottom of the first inning against left-hander Kyle Freeland. Cesar Hernandez drew the first of two walks on the day. 
Lane Thomas grounded into a force play, and up came Juan Soto, who had struggled all year against left-handed pitching, and particularly in his career against Kyle Freeland. Now Freeland kicks, delivers, swing, and a fly ball hit well to left center field. This is way back, down to the warning track, to the wall, and it is gone! Goodbye! Into the brew house, red seats! On a 2-0 pitch from Kyle Freeland. Bang! Zoom goes Juan Soto with a two-run homer, his ninth of the year. RBIs in 15 and 16. That gave the Nationals a 2-1 lead. Two out of the bottom of the second inning. Alcides Escobar singled to center. Victor Robles followed with a base hit. And when he stole his fourth base of the year, Brendan Rodgers, the second baseman, mishandled the throw, and Escobar scored from third. And then... Victor stole third base there when Cesar Hernandez smacked a line drive to left off the glove of diving Sam Hilliard. And that scored a second run, and the Nationals led by the score of 4-1. to one. Gray would go five innings, allow a run on three hits, struck out three, and walked four. Freeland pitching into the bottom of the sixth inning, survived a walk and a double by Nelson Cruz in the bottom of the fifth inning, and stranded runners second and third, but with two out of the bottom of the sixth inning, Cesar Hernandez singled to right. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 